What is going on, everybody? Welcome in. Welcome back. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here on the Thursday episode of All Canadian. And we're going to be teeing up and previewing the games that are coming up this week. We got a lot to go over, including our OUA Players of the Week. We pushed those back because of the holiday Monday, but we finally have them for you. A couple of great players this week. But first, before we do that, man, are you as excited for this week of football as me or what, Wade? I'm excited to get some clarity uh, across the country. There's going to be some teams that take on other matchups that, you know, they've had some hype. Maybe they have had some letdowns, and this is a chance for it all to be sorted out. But as we normally do in Canadian football, it will be hectic, and we probably won't get any clarity at all. So I am ready for it. Yeah, probably not. We'll probably just get a lot more uncertainty. It seems like that's the direction everything's been taking so far this this week, this season, really, especially, you know, with the OUA, OUA West in particular. But let's uh, before we get into everything on the show here, let's just take a second to remind everybody to get geared up for game day with Fox 40. The Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology bringing you great gear like coaching boards, whistle, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, whatever you need. Tons more at their website, fox40shop.com. And while you're there, enter the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Again, fox40shop.com, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. And if you're going to be enjoying a game day from home, make sure you do it with some Sada City Beer. Sada City Brewery Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeard.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This October, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFL, all caps, during checkout to receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. All right, so let's jump into the show. Let's start it off with our OUA Players of the Week. Three new players, well... Two new players this week. I mean, if that gives anything away. But, Wade, why don't you start us off here on offense? Weekly tradition, Rashid Tucker, 100 yards. Add it to the, to the stat line with some touchdowns. And you get an offensive player of the week. He, uh, he was pretty dominant in Queen's game. Uh, whenever they needed him to carry the rock, he got the yards they needed him to. Uh, especially late in the game, he was a force. Uh, two touchdowns, 102 yards. I mean... The guy was a freak. He is a freak, and he takes home his second straight OUA Player of the Week award. Yeah, well-deserved in this one. They got the win over Guelph, a top-10 opponent. Rashid Tucker had a big hand in that, supplying the Gales, you know, their only form of scoring in the game. We could have also, and we did. We went back and forth on this one. We, we were talking about Justice Allen a little bit, too, who had himself a day with over 200 all-purpose and a touchdown as well. But, you know, Mac, Mac dropped one, unfortunately, and the Gales get the win over the Griffins. Rashid Tucker, again, like I said, two scores in that one. The only two scores in that one. So edge to Rashid Tucker, and he just keeps building upon an already very impressive resume. Just a player that I, I'm loving watching. And defensive side of the ball, we got to give some love to the Windsor defense. Andrew Beattie, nine tackles, one interception in the overtime win over McMaster. Uh, big shout out to him. That was a huge game. He led the defense. Uh, Windsor taking down another top 10 opponent. We're going to get to that in a bit. But uh, Andrew Beattie, 
well-deserving of the defensive player of the week. Yeah, just an- another one of these guys that had a very big impact in a very important game, especially Windsor coming away with, you know, not one, but two top 10 wins on the season now. BD with the interception on Andreas Dueck as they forced three in that one. Moving over to special teams because we do love those teamers here at CFP. Going with another kicker here, but we are staying with that Mac Windsor game and we are going with Adam Priacannon, the kicker for the McMaster Marauders. He went five of seven, long of 45 on the day. You know, man, I mean, anytime you can put up 15 points or more with your leg and hit from distance and range and show that you can hit from all over the field. Good day for Prio Cannon. There you have it. That was released yesterday. But because we don't have a show on Wednesday, we were not able to make the snap announcement. So you guys had to wait until 9 a.m. for the social media pops. Uh, But there's the explanations on how we broke that one in. Want to talk about the upcoming week in OUA because we've got some good matchups. I mean, we've got five games this week Windsor at Western. The big question which Windsor do we get the home Windsor or the away Windsor? Uh, York at Toronto for the Red and Blue Bowl, Laurier at Mac, Carlton at Queens, and then Waterloo at Guelph, who's kind of trying to find their footing here with their quarterback injuries and uh run game and just trying to fit something together on offense while that defense holds them in games but against trey ford how much will that defense be able to hold them in yeah i'm very excited to see that one that waterloo guelph game is one that i have circled 6 p.m primetime spot for oua football cannot wait to see that one break down and man i'm, I'm actually i mean you said it right off the top the 1 p.m game with windsor and western i am very interested to see how that one shakes down because you said, you know, which Windsor do we get? But you can say the same thing for Western. Which Western are we going to get? Are we going to get the Western that can run the ball all over the field and both the running backs go for over 100 yards and that's kind of, you know, how they've won games so far this season? Or is it going to be the Western that, you know, throws the ball all over the field but can't find the end zone and they're held to, you know, under 30 yards rushing per running back? So uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious for this game. I don't know if maybe Windsor might have the defense that is good enough to handle this Western Mustangs offensive attack. But I mean, let's play hypothetical here for a second. If Windsor goes out and gets the win over Western, what do we do with Windsor? Like, do we, is it like, I know we, we have to start taking them seriously right now a little bit, but like if Windsor comes out and beats Western this weekend, like, do we just have to put an exclamation point beside Windsor and just write watch for the rest of the season or what? I think we do. And yeah, we can, we can kind of hold on Windsor right now. I'll get to this when we talk about the U sports top 10, uh, because I, I do agree with them being left off. Uh, I will be that guy standing on the pedestal, the dark night, the lone night against it. Um, you might be getting for, in the ring against their coach though. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get to that too. <laughs> uh, Windsor at Western though. This is the, this is the game for Windsor. Like this is, like you said, like this is the one that everyone kind of is waiting for because Last time we saw them on the road against the top 10 team, they got shelled. And can you go into Western? And can you do that against the nation's best rushing attack? Can you do that against a defense that's not going to give you much of anything? Like, they suffocated McMaster. McMaster threw all over the park on you guys. Mind you, they had the three picks, but McMaster threw all over the park. And against Western, they got nothing. So... I mean, it's uh, it's certainly going to be one to watch. Uh, we know Nick McVicker on the call will be electric and certainly giving Windsor their due credit. But uh, 
uh, that's that's the one I'm I'm antsy to watch as well. And we will give you the rest of those games, the rest of our breakdown of those games. You can find that on the YouTube channel, on Twitter. We will be posting that, but we do have our OUA preview show where we break down every single game. We give you our thoughts on every single game. So we are just going to give you a little bit of a quick hitter on, you know, the one or two that we are really circling on our calendar. So Windsor Western, it is this week, but man, speaking of Windsor, let's get to the top 10 because they have two top 10 wins and they find themselves on the outside looking in of this week's U sports top 10. I saw a lot and I'm not just alluding to the Windsor coach on Twitter here, coach Joe DeMore, but I saw a lot a lot, a lot of outrage about this list on Twitter. I saw people saying, you know, this is why they don't take the list seriously. I saw people saying this list is a joke, whatever, what have you. Um, You know, opinions are opinions. And I want to know what yours is on this list. And before we do that, I'll run it back. We'll go 10 to 1. Waterloo at 10, Mac at 9, Sask, Regina, Manitoba, Queen sliding up to the fifth spot this week. Calgary at four. Laval moves into the third spot. Western at two. And Montreal standing firm as the number one team in the nation right now. Give me your thoughts. Uh, top five. Perfect for me. Uh, I, I really like the way that looks right now. I We can pick them prod at Montreal and Laval and Western in the top three. Um, but as of right now, I mean, they're all playing top. I It's kind of like a 1A, B, and C for me. It's not really 1, 2, 3. Uh, bottom half, Manitoba, Regina, you have to put in there. Manitoba's undefeated. Calgary has a win over the number one team in the country. Uh, and a loss to Manitoba, who's undefeated. Sask, I, I think you can put in. They're 1-1. One one. Their only loss was to Calgary off the hop. Uh, I was kind of upset they were missing from last week. Uh McMaster and Waterloo. Now here's where we start to get finicky because Mac just lost to Windsor and they've already lost to Western who was top at the time. Um, Waterloo though. uh, I think they, I think they deserve this spot still. Um, They've got one loss uh, (laughs) to McMaster. um, And that's kind of the only blemish on the record. So yeah, Waterloo should be in the top 10, but uh, people are really, PO'd that Mac is in and Windsor is not at this point. And, you know, I mean, Coach Joe DeMore, the Windsor old head coach, kind of went off on on Twitter and said, like, this is why – here's a direct quote. Here's a tweet. This is why everyone thinks this stuff is a joke. Windsor beats two top five teams, and they don't even make it in a two and one – in at two and one when you have one and two team that Windsor actually beat. Nonsense. U Sports doesn't realize how important it is to be in the top 10 for programs like Windsor who are on the rise and are trying to attract recruits. Even if it's just for one week, they can use it as something positive in recruiting. Second part, very fair. It is a huge recruiting ploy for teams that aren't usually factors in the top 10 to say, look, we made it. We are clearly getting to be one of the best in the country. Come and join us. Help push us even higher in the rankings. That's fair. The first part, though, this is where I'm going to differ because not all wins are made equal in football. Not all wins are created equal. Not all losses are equal as well. You can have a really bad loss like a Saskatchewan or a Calgary, and I can still think you're one of the top teams in the country. Like, heck, Montreal has a loss. Laval has two losses. They're third in the country. Nobody's complaining. Not all wins and losses are created equal. 
And for Windsor, I think this is what the U Sports top 10 voters see. Not all wins are created equal. It took you a backup quarterback for Guelph, who kind of just had to throw in DeAndre Rose, who has never seen U Sports action, throw him into the fire and go on the road to Windsor, which is a tough travel. Okay, great. Next win, McMaster, you had Andres Duak turn the ball over three times. Tell me the last time he did that. Because it doesn't happen often. So that still took you to overtime. They still had a chance to lose this game, even though Mac, Mac played so poorly offensively. And, you know, I, I do think Windsor deserves some recognition. But these aren't standings. These aren't determining who makes the playoffs. Like, talk to Coach Steve Schneider last week from Queens. I said, do your guys pay attention to this at all? Like, how do you kind of distract, like, take their attention off of it? And he said, we don't care. We don't talk about his coaches. Why does it matter? It's a U Sports top 10. It's not like it determines who makes our playoffs. So who cares? So for, for Windsor, like, yes, you want to be in this so you can use it for recruiting. But not all wins are created equal. And the last time we saw you on an even playing field with the team, when you were on the road against Waterloo, a team that actually played well, you got shelled. And I keep using the word shelled because it was shell shock. You could not keep up. You kept turning the ball over. And against Guelph, you had the backup quarterback. Against Mac, Duet turned the ball over the most times I think he's ever had in his career. Um, I, I, I just don't see this as a true top 10 team as of yet. To me, they're 11 right now. If they play close to Western, then they should start getting some recognition. And if I'm taking Mac off this list, which I would like to, I don't think Mac right now is a top 10 football team. If I'm taking Mac off this list, why? And, you know, Windsor is not the first team that I'm going to put back on this list. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Yes, they have two very impressive wins. But to me, that's all they are right now. They are two very impressive wins. Show me that you can get these consistently. Show me that you can win games consistently and win games on the road. But if I'm taking anybody off this list and putting anybody else back in, St. Effects is yeah. 3-0 in the AUS right now. They are 3-0. They're the number one team in their conference and very firmly the number one team in their conference. They've been playing the best that I've seen them play as of recent years. I'm putting X years. on this list. Yeah, this is the best X has looked in the last two, three seasons. Like, But if we want to pick and prod because Windsor has two top five wins, okay, great. I mean, you can't control the schedule. Like we said, Last last episode, you can't control your schedule. Windsor lost their first game to Waterloo, who is also a top 10 opponent. But actually just beaten anyone they've come across. And they're handling their business. So I, I agree with you. I would like to see Santa Fex in here. AUS recognition is important, uh, especially in this top 10 where we see four teams from Can West and four teams from the OUA. Like we can get one AUS representative in here, especially when they're three and zero. Yeah, yeah, no, I firmly agree with that. I think X, you know, deserves to be on this list. The way they've been playing, they're one um, of three undefeated teams in the country right now. It's Queens, Manitoba, and X. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I don't know to to leave X off of this for me is a little bit shocking to see, but. I guess we will see next week if they move into 4-0, if they maybe get some consideration at this point. But 
talk to me about some games to watch this week. I know we went through the OUA games, um, but let's let's talk U Sports wide. Give me give me your you know your five games right now in U Sports to watch this weekend. Well, Windsor Western, number one game to watch this weekend. Uh, has to be. It has to be. With the questions surrounding Windsor, their last two games, now they have to go on the road. They have to play Western, who is the top dog. <clears throat> Pardon me. Is this the game Windsor shows us they're for real, for real? Or is this the game where we kind of go, oh, were those two flukes or were they a product of being at home field? Um, this game answers a lot of questions. Uh, next game, Laurier Mack. McMaster, come on. We've seen you lose twice. The one time we saw you lose first, you came back and beat the brakes off of Waterloo. <laughs> uh, do you come back and take on another KW team and kind of do the same? Uh, it is another home game for you. So how do we see them bounce back? Uh, then I've got Montreal at Concordia. This one's my second biggest game. I don't know why I had the Mac one above it. No matter um, what happens in this game, I'm getting my heart broken too. Like I've kind of like sort of found this like love for Concordia through 2021 and like no 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 it started we all know how i feel about montreal yeah it did it did it did but we all know how i feel about montreal but yeah i mean watching concordia this season and i guess yeah adam vance so but this is uh, is it's gonna break my heart either way because uh concordia's got the leg up uh sorry no they don't concordia has been a tough team and a tough out and if montreal comes in and they squander this one they go to four and two as well as laval rouge or so I, I'm interested in this one because a lot of people wanted Concordia to have some top 10 recognition early in the season when they were undefeated. If they were worthy of that, prove it to us now and take out a number one seed. Uh, third highest game. This one, I, I had my order all wrong. Calgary at Manitoba. The Dinos off a loss to the Regina Rams, taking on the undefeated Manitoba Bisons in Winnipeg. Uh, it's a tough travel for any Can West team especially the teams in Alberta and BC. This one says a lot to me. Uh, This Manitoba offense flies around. Uh, They are loaded. They've got a lot of guys back on defense as well. And for Calgary, show us that the DBs can kind of grow into their spot because you've lost so many guys. You lost Nick Stats. You lost Trey Sean Abraham's Webster. You lost Dean Leonard. You've lost so many guys on that back end you need to find some way to kind of stabilize yourself I want to say like yeah we know you have Matt Lecician you got to have some other forces around it that kind of lock into place and start to gel together especially early on week three for you uh game three week four for you guys so uh that's a big one and then the nightcap in the OUA Waterloo at Guelph we talk about the Guelph defense all the time and how much they've uh, been able to stop and halt teams. Waterloo's offense is known to do the exact opposite and run a defense under the table. So a uh, classic matchup of a great offense versus a great defense. And we will see who comes out on top. I'm really looking forward to that matchup. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how, you know, AJ Allen, Jared Beeksma kind of handle that Waterloo offense. We will have to wait until 6 p.m. for that one. But uh, you can catch all of the OUA games. You can catch all the OUA games on OUA.tv. You can stay up to date 
with all OUA action on OUA.ca. Any sport, any any sport that you might want to watch, any sport that you might be interested in, any school that you might be interested in. Yes, we are in football season, but hockey season's coming up. Soccer is in full swing right now. We got OUA basketball coming up soon as well. So if you do want to watch any of those games, it's at OUA.tv. It is free to register and watch all Ontario University games. Let's talk about the CFL here. We uh, neglected our CFL talk from Tuesday so we can focus on the youth sports action. But There's uh, just so much going on. There is. And general thoughts, now that we're uh, looking down the barrel of the home stretch. I mean, Winnipeg? Untouchable? untouchable. What do you think? Yeah? Untouchable. untouchable. I think, yeah, I think Winnipeg's untouchable right now. Um, clearly, I don't know, correct me or disagree with me if you, if you will, but I mean, they're clearly heads and tails the best team in the CFL right now. I don't think it's even close. And Andrew Harris is playing at, you know, the most outstanding is playing at the caliber of most outstanding Canadian. He has started two less games than almost every other starting running back in the CFL right now. And he is top five in yards. Just take that in. He's got, I think over 550 on 110 carries. And he's played two less games than every other CFL running back. Not just like Willie Stanback leads the league right? with like 677. And Andrew Harris is like, Yeah, cool. I've played two less games. I'll like almost touch that in my what sixth game back. Imagine just being that good. Like, I, I, I'm lost for words with him. Like, we thought that maybe they could start to slow down, or how does he look after the year off? He's aging and he's just like, You know, I'll just keep trucking away five and a half yards of carry, just keep going. Um, but no, I. Andrew Harris, Winnipeg looks untouchable. When Zach Kolaris gets in a groove, I mean, he's one of the most spot-on, accurate passers. And when you get him in a rhythm, it's dangerous. Uh, add weapons he's hitting at like, like a 71% clip right now. Yeah, add, add weapons like Kenny Lawler when he's not suspended to that mix. Uh, it's a dangerous combo for opposing defenses. Um, but Saskatchewan, uh, want to talk about Sask? Because they just dropped another game. What's going on? Yeah, what is going on? What is going on in Saskatchewan right now? They dropped two straight to Calgary. And I know, like, Calgary is swinging around a little bit. Calgary is looking a lot better than they did at the start of the season. But Saskatchewan is kind of on the other end of that circle where Calgary is coming around. Saskatchewan is kind of starting to fade off a little bit, if you will. And I don't want to say fade off because, sure enough, Saskatchewan is going to come storming back. And, you know, let's say they beat the brakes off BC this week. But, I mean... Cody Fajardo through the last two games has not looked great. If I'm allowed to say that, like, I know that might be like blasphemous to say across the CFL, but yeah, Cody Fajardo in his last two games has not looked like the Cody Fajardo of last year or the Cody Fajardo at the start of this season. Even he's just throwing up a lot of gambles right now. Right. And without Shaq Evans, who hauls in 100% of those gambles, uh, you, <laughs> you start to drop a bit in your completion percentages and it starts to stall drives and, you kind of turn into remember how we talked about the start of the season, the Montreal like home runner bust offense. That's what you kind of turn into when you start gambling and taking those deep balls that are, you know, not 50, 50. Well, I mean, deep balls themselves are are lower chance, but like when he's throwing up 50, 50 balls on a deep ball, you're dropping your percentage of completion way down. And without Shaq Evans, like you're going to not catch a lot of them. And, 
I think this is just a product of them just finally having injuries catch up with them, right? Like they've had so many this year and they looked good for stretches, even with the injuries, but now they'll start to get guys back healthy. I expect them to start taking over again. As we kind of near, near the playoffs, because obviously Saskatchewan is going to be a playoff team at this point, but as we near the start of the playoffs, what is kind of your, I guess almost flight path for the for the riders as we enter the playoffs like are they going to be one of these teams that kind of if they can get healthy they'll they'll make a little bit of a run or are they going to be one of these teams that you know we thought might make a run at the start of the season and early exit once we actually be in the western finals nope nope well i mean who else is going to get there from the west well bc maybe winnipeg obviously winnipeg i'm obviously obviously i already have winnipeg in the great cup but no like sasco have to take out bc uh I'm guessing it'll be BC at home. They'll probably have to play them. Uh, that'll be a tight game, but I think Sask will be able to do it, especially with Shaq Evans back healthy by then. Um, we BC don't just know. can't run the ball either. Yeah, so, I mean, you play a one-dimensional offense uh, that always favors you as a defense because you kind of have a leg up on them. Um, but, no, I, I think they'll, they'll still be a contender. They'll play tight in Winnipeg. Like, it'll be a close Banjo Bowl rematch. Um but no, let's let's move on. Uh, three game rules up with uh, Caleb Evans as well. Um, what have you seen? <laughs> Give us your three game eval. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, you know he was really good his first start. He was really ugly his second start. Lots of tip passes, lots of late picks, uh, and then against Montreal he looked he looked okay. I mean, he he moves the ball well. He moves well himself. He's got a great arm. Uh, he makes good decisions. Uh, he just he just hasn't seen a lot, and that's what I attest this Toronto one too. Um, like when you look at Evans in that game, like Chris Jones is throwing so many just like stunts and schemes and like uh, exotic coverages, exotic looks in general at Caleb Evans. Like it's his second CFL game. Like what a welcome party, right? Like you <laughs> you come in and this defense is dropping D lineman out, and you're like. Uh, not to mention like they just had a lot of hands up at the line so it's always tough but no I think with Evans like this is a guy they can build around um uh, he's definitely not at the caliber of some of the free agent targets next season that are available um so if I'm Ottawa I'm still looking at them but Evans is my number two hundred percent next year uh, I I'm looking at him to develop all through next year and then you know what maybe a year down the road he's finally ready because he's shown you that he can be a guy to lead a CFL team and guys seem to play well around him. I I just think he still needs some live bullets and some extra time uh, adjusting to the Canadian game, but I I thought he looked good. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I mean, look how long it took Jeremiah Masoli to develop and, you know, look where he is now and where he was last season before he got hurt, but let's stay in the East Montreal, the Montreal Alouettes, they even their record back out. They're sitting at four and four right now. Uh, but they're going to be without VA for a while. Vernon Adams Jr. hits that six-game injured list. They didn't have standback against Ottawa, but didn't seem to make a difference. Payne had 122 yards and a touchdown, added that touchdown late in the game, but no VA for the next six weeks. Schiltz didn't have to do, do much at the end of the game. I mean, he did kind of have to you know, make sure they didn't lose it, engineer those drives, but other than that, really, I mean, the dudes put the ball, I mean, before that game, Schultz only put the ball in the air 10 times on the season. So uh, I'm a little bit worried about Montreal without VA right now, and that's nothing against Schultz. It's just like 
you know, VA is that centerpiece of your offense and Montreal, no team expects their starting quarterback to go down. But when you're, when your offense truly is run through stand back and VA and then VA goes down. Uh Oh, Shea Patterson. Stop. No, no, recently no, signed. No, 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 no. He'll be, God, he'll be the no. number two. Please. No, please. God. No. To quote Michael Scott. He will be the number two behind Schiltz. And if Schiltz doesn't look great, then Shea Patterson will get his time and he will go from the maize and blue M to the red and blue M. If that Shea, Shea Patterson never wore the maize and blue. He's a, he's an old Miss quarterback. No, 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 no. No, Shea Patterson was never at Michigan. Really? Because I thought I saw him at the no. recent senior bowl wearing that, that lovely block M. No, no. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Hey, if we, yeah. got, if we got Ole Miss Shea, Shea Patterson, I wouldn't complain. Uh, that'd be great for the CFL. Um, but no, I without VA, like like you said, like it'll be tough for them to push down the stretch. And they got a game at Ottawa this week that, quite frankly, I think is winnable for Ottawa. Yeah, second second game on a home at home. Those are tough to play. Uh, it's always tough to beat a team twice in the case of Montreal. But Montreal will have Willie Stanback back. Um, so that's obviously going to provide a significant boost to their offense. Mind you, like I did say, Payne had a good day in Stanback's absence, but yeah, I mean, it, it should be a winnable game. What does this Montreal offense look like without VA? Can Schiltz get the ball downfield? Because Montreal, yeah, they, their passing offense looks deadly because they had, you know, what, 13 touchdowns. And I think that's the, the league lead, but they're hitting on only 59% of their passes. They have the worst completion percentage in the entire CFL. But this is what we talked but some, about. Somehow, because they throw home run shots every play, it looks like they have an, a phenomenal passing offense when really they're just they're connecting on their deep balls when they have this to. This is what we talked but, about. So, so how is this going to translate with VA out? Yeah, how is this going to translate Honestly, I think, they, I think they don't take as many home run shots. I think Schultz actually you works can't. the offense. I yeah, think he does. Can't. Yeah, I think can, he actually works the offense, and you're yes. going to see him with a higher completion percentage than VA does. Yeah. Um, and and it might look better, but the first game out for Schiltz, uh, obviously he's a, he's been a backup in the league for a couple of years. Um, it'll be a tough one against an Ottawa defense that really does fly around. I mean, think about it. They don't give up that gimme touchdown because someone got confused about a D lineman subbing out late and subbing on late. Uh, they don't cover down Jake Winicky in the – red zone i mean high red zone at that like you're on the goal line and you don't cover one of the best receivers in the league i, I cannot help you there um but no it's just like a mix up in communication but if you take but that like away, really Ottawa's, after that drive really in this game yeah yeah no i was gonna say like really after that drive i mean ottawa played montreal well and then like that that winicky touchdown came relatively early in the game i mean but after that it was a tight game ottawa played montreal very well i think Ottawa might be getting a little bit better towards the back half of this season, if we can say that. But yeah, no, this is a winnable game coming up this week for for Ottawa, and you know we'll get there in Connor's covers. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, Let's but, get there now. Yeah, we'll yeah. All right, all right. Uh, CFL slate this week: Winnipeg at Edmonton, Montreal at Ottawa, Calgary at BC. Three lines, three over unders. Lots of players missing. Uh, Trevor Harris not playing for Edmonton in this one. It will be Taylor Cornelius. Line is 14 and a half for the Blue Bombers. Again. Do you Again. Want to take it? Because I think <laughs> um, uh, 
Well, I got burned for not taking it last week. Last yes, week I said, did. no, no, no. They're not going to score that many points, blah, blah, blah. It was a 30-3 to three win. Neither quarterback for Edmonton could get it going. That franchise just seems to be in absolute shambles right now. Um, I really think that's mostly my fault. I really do. Like, I, I think I've absolutely just cursed this franchise. Um, brought a, brought over a little bit of that Detroit Lions mojo. I'm really sorry to the to the Edmonton Elks fan base, the Edmonton Elks franchise. Um, but the curse is here. I don't know, man. Like, I, I still don't know. <laughs> like, 14 and a half is just such a big point spread to me that on a normal day, if I wasn't being forced to look at this line, I would stay far, far, far away from it. I'm going to say that Edmonton's not going to hit it. I'm going to pick Edmonton. Sorry, I'm going to say that Winnipeg's not going to hit it. I'm going to pick Edmonton again. And then sure enough, Winnipeg's going to come out and hit it. Now, if I pick Winnipeg, Edmonton's going to hit. So whatever. I don't know. Edmonton's in shambles right now. I don't know if Cornelius or Prukop can get it done. I think Trevor Harris is still probably your best option at quarterback, despite you know the struggles that you've been going through on offense. And really, it's not on Trevor Harris when you look at his numbers and I know numbers don't tell the whole story, but when Trevor Harris is completing near 70% of his passes, he has six passing touchdowns. He has, you know, over 1500 yards. He's really been your best, the best quarterback on your roster. He is the best quarterback on your roster. I don't know how this is going to look without him in the game. I'm taking Winnipeg to cover that 14 and a half. Winnipeg's defense is just too good. Andrew Harris is just too good. Zach Kalaros and Nick Dembski look like best friends right now. So Winnipeg 14 and a half as scary as that is over under sitting at 41 and a half 33 point game last week. I think Edmonton is going to come are out. You, with a are little you, are you expecting more fire. Winnipeg to score 40 points? That's what this comes down to. Are you expecting Winnipeg to put down a 40 burger? No, I'm not. I'm still taking the over. Under. Like I'm still <laughs> taking, I'm still taking the over. Like I think Winnipeg's still going to be able to put up points, but like for me, it stayed under because it stayed under last week because Edmonton just couldn't score the ball. Like and I know this them is to absolutely do any wild. Different? At least once, at least more than three points, a little bit. You have to after getting absolutely decimated like that. Now you're turning around and going home. There has to be some sort of fire there, right? Like they they can't just be like, well, we're gonna lose again today. Like Edmonton can't be at that point yet, can they? Like this isn't 2008 Detroit Lions bad yet. Okay, fair. Let's go on to the next game. Montreal at Ottawa. Montreal, five and a half point favorites. Where are you going? VA no. on the six game injured list as well. We will reiterate that. No VA. Schilt will be the quarterback. Stand back, back in the lineup for the Owls. Five and a half point spread. I'm going with Ottawa to cover. I'm going with Ottawa to cover. Like I said earlier, like we said earlier, it is super hard to go in on a home and home to win, you know, for Montreal to win back-to-back games in this one. Yes, they snuck away with the one at home. Now they got to travel to Ottawa. I know it's only, what, two and a half hours down the road, but uh, it's still tough to do on a turnaround like this, especially without, you know, the focal point of your offense in Vernon Adams Jr. Ottawa has been getting better. Ottawa has been getting better. They've been looking better. They would have covered this in week 10. So I'm going with Ottawa to cover the five and a half point spread here in week 11 at home over under 48 and a half under, I am going under in this one. I just don't see the point total getting that high. And we go to the next game. 
Calgary at BC, the final game of the weekend. Calgary's a one-point favorite. I like the dog in this one. I don't know about you, but I'm liking BC. Yes, that is exactly where I was going to go. BC over Calgary in this one. Um, Yes, I know BC doesn't necessarily have a ground game. Yes, we were talking about them having a one-dimensional offense. Yes, Lucky Whitehead. Unfortunately, I can't pay my fantasy money for Lucky Whitehead. Did you see the x-ray? No, no, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. Go and check out Lucky Whitehead's Twitter account. He uh, tweeted out a picture of the x-ray and the broken bone. Uh, Yeah, it's not good pretty gruesome but hey bones like bones 10 times out of 10 i'd rather take a bone over a ligament yeah 10 times out of 10 so wishing lucky whitehead a speedy recovery but a one point spread this is pretty much just a pick them pick who you think is gonna win um yeah bc I, I like bc as the dog in this one calgary has been rolling as of late they pulled out two impressive wins over the saskatchewan rough riders but are they really that impressive because saskatchewan hasn't been playing that great we'll see uh, BC, all things considered, still have a damn good defense, still have a damn good pass defense. What does Calgary like to do? They like to throw the ball all over the field. It's going to come down to stopping Kadeem Carey. BC, man, I'm going with BC. Despite Lucky Whitehead being out, there's still weapons all over the field for them. And Mike Riley is still playing like Michael Riley this season. Before we get to the conclusion of Connor's coverage, there's still an over-under to hit. Connor, 43 and a half. Over, over. I'm going with the over in this one. Um, two teams that show that they can put the points on the board when they need to. BC can th- certainly throw points up, as can Calgary. Both teams like to throw the ball. I expect them to find the end zone in this one. Let's go over. Two overs and an under. That concludes Connor's covers. Uh, Value Village will be quick today with Lucky Whitehead out. Javoy Cotton, 5,895. Someone's got to fill in that role. Uh, Next up, Zach Clare is unusually cheap against Edmonton, $8,646 for Caleros. Uh, and what? then the yeah, I know, why is he I, so cheap? I don't know. They still had uh VA high up, they still had uh a couple quarterbacks in there that would be uh that makes him a must start this week, I especially playing Edmonton. And then uh, Delance Turner, uh, Ottawa Red Blocks, former Baltimore Ravens practice squatter. Uh, $4,000 for him. He got 10 touches, I think, last week, uh, 71 yards. Um, I think they're going to rock with him again. He showed a lot of promise, a lot of strength running the ball. Uh, now, $4,000, if even they're going to committee him uh, with Flanders, this is a great value pick. I, I, I really like the Lance Turner in this one. All right, so that's it. Wade takes us through Value Village. Some great finds at Value Village this week, finding the number one quarterback in the league for a decent price. Yeah, I'd pay that for Zach Caleros for sure. I know that uh, Edmonton has a strong secondary, but I mean, at the end of the day, they still got 30 piece last week. So uh, it can't be, can't be that outrageous, right? I mean, Zach Caleros still had a big game, 200 yards, a touchdown. So we'll see. I like Caleros. That's kind of like, the one that jumps out on that page to me, really. I mean, you find Claros for that cheap. You have to start him, I'd almost think. So that's it. Value Village, some great finds this week. Yeah, and that takes us to the end of our episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want to catch us on social media, at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective. Also check out the OUA previews this week at OUA Sport. But also, if you want to get geared up for game day, make sure you head over to fox40shop.com enter the code cfp15 for 15 percent off your order when you go to buy some great merch coaching boards or products like the 
Whistle Gator. And get ready for this weekend's action of CFL football. Better be stocked with sawdust in your fridge. Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This October, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age. That closes out the episode. That closes us out for the week. Not really. I mean, you're still going to catch us on the OUA preview. We still will be back with the OUA show on the weekend, recapping all of those great games. But that does it for us this week for All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill, and we will catch you guys next week.